Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop. Uh, we're hanging out here with two of the most seasoned veterans of the touring circuit of the world. An iconic band. No, I'm, I'm just hyping you guys up a little bit. That was a bit much, right? Uh, we got Year of the Cobra, friends of the show, friends of... Uh, I've had you guys up for a couple times on Metal Shop. This is, I believe... I'm sorry. Uh, I've had you guys up a couple times on Loud and Local. This is the yep. first time I've had you in for Metal Shop. Yeah. Yeah, stoked to be here. Yeah. Totally different. It's an entirely di- totally different studio, yeah. totally right. different, like, I mean, what... It's it's like uh, more of like a it's we're kind of like in like a a, a demon's cave. Yeah. Uh, we've got like goblets of fire yep. and like Dio posters all over. It's I'm glad you guys are in the realm of metal shops. So. Yeah, this is awesome. So first off, uh, congratulations! Your new album Ash and Dust is available on Prophecy Productions. Yep. Uh, your record release show Saturday, November 23rd at Substation. Congratulations! It's huge. Thank you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, we're really excited about this record and put a lot of time and energy into it. So it's nice that it's finally out. Yeah, yeah, we've been waiting. So honestly, it feels like this is the biggest release to date for you two. Um, I think so. How does it feel on your end? Is it, did, would you agree with my statement? I, I definitely think so. I yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, I mean, releasing an album is always like full of excitement, stress, and fear. You know, you put oh, yeah. so much kind of blood and effort into it and... You kind of let it fly. You're like, well, I hope people like that. Yeah, because you, you don't really know what the reaction's going to be. Spe- especially with this record, because we kind of threw some curveballs and, you know. It's, it's something a little bit different. How so? Uh, Just the style of songs, the style of music. Sure. Yeah. It really kind of, um, we spread I feel like our, we expanded a little spread bit. Spread our wings a little bit and weren't afraid to kind of take a left when you would think we'd go on straight, you know. Okay. So um, each song is kind of different, but it all still it's feels still like a Year of the Cobra record. Right. Yeah. Was so. Uh, let's expand upon that a little bit. Like, what made you decide, like, hey, let's just go for it? Was there a, a uh, like a conversation about that, or did it just feel natural? No, I was totally natural. We totally don't really talk about things. Yeah, <laughs> we, just, we just do it. It's. Uh, I guess, in all honesty, this was the first record where we threw songs away. Oh, okay. Um, for the first record, we went with went in with eight songs, and yeah. that's what made the record for the EP. We went in with five songs, and that's all we had. Um, so with this song, we took or this record rather, we took a little bit more time, and I think we scrapped like four songs. You know, we're just like it's not really fitting. It's yeah. not the direction we kind of right. see this record going, or where the band's going. Uh, so I think I mean we still that, might use the songs. You know, sure. Still a down couple the line, of them that I really yeah. that, that are still stuck in my head. The B sides. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's kind of a one of the bigger points. You know, we kind of took our time crafting yeah. the songs a little more. And you guys went with Jack and Dino here in Seattle. Oh, yeah. we did. So, what did does he play a part in like helping you guys decide, or like how hands on is he? He's interesting. He he doesn't do a lot of producing. He really just kind of goes in and follows your lead, and just you know he'll only kind of chip in uh, if you really ask him to. Mm-hmm. If you don't, he'll just say you know okay sure yeah. But what he is is he's very patient. So efficient. okay. And it's super efficient. So if and we had an idea or this vibe or a tone that we wanted, he um, could totally get it. And he was super encouraging and wouldn't yeah. stop till we were f- super stoked about it. Yeah. Um, where in the past, I think, you know, it's just like we're under the stress and we just kind of nail it through it, where right. Jack yeah. was very welcoming. Yeah. That's awesome. It's got to be cool to kind of like be in that environment and just know that, like, I don't know, man, if these walls could talk, right? Oh, man. Oh, it's... it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, just Jack himself, he's so smart, and listening to him talk, yeah. it was really, it was like school. And, uh, you know, he doesn't talk too much about, you know, past bands he's Mm-mm. recorded, but he did drop some, like, Nirvana stories and stuff where cool. we're kind of like, whoa, that's a f- trip, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you kind of want to do the, like, Chris Farley thing, like, hey, man, remember that one time? <laughs> yeah, totally. You recorded Nirvana? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I did... 
introduce the band, but I, I should uh, go back a little bit. Maybe I'm uh, assuming that we're a little too comfortable here. We got John uh, Barry Smith and Amy Tung Barry Smith from Year of the Cobra. Uh, that that is their names, and uh, I guess uh, so. So Amy, you are yeah. the vocalist and bassist. That's right. And John, you are the drummer. Yes. On this album, did you guys expand and play some like? Was there any keyboard or some yeah. triangle? <laughs> what, what did you guys? Uh, what did you guys add to that? Yeah. No, no, no. We didn't. We did. We did some keyboard. We did like some piano. I know some um yeah. Oregon. I think I played the B3. Yeah. And, um, and one song, it's pretty prevalent. You know, in the past, we've always kind of had organ or piano, but it's of, more of in yeah. the in the in the back. Yeah. Where it's right up front on one song. One of my one of my favorite songs on the record, actually. Yeah. It's called Demons. Yeah. Nice. And it's cool because you know, I mean, anytime that we record something, our goal is always to be able to recreate it live. Um, you know, so adding in this keyboard kind of adds another element to our live show. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to be able to do that? Are you going to take a, I mean, I'm assuming you're playing bass and keyboard at the same time on the yeah. track. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. It's pretty rad. You got to uh-huh. get a keytar. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was saying. Yeah. I'm totally down. That's awesome. Or teach rad. one of your kids how to play keyboard. Yeah. There you go. Oh, they know how to play. Yeah. Hey, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, you guys, honestly, I, I'm, you know, and you guys uh, probably aren't allowed to say this, but I'm gonna say this, uh, being the one of the uh, one of the hosts of Metal Shop and the host of Loud and Local. You guys are hands down one of the hardest working bands in the Northwest in the sense that you're like a touring machine. Uh, I'm assuming you guys have to like kind of hold down some sort of a, a job here when you're back in, the, in mm-hmm. once in a while, you know, and your parents, but you're you're touring. Badass musicians, and in the past year alone, you've hit Europe a ton of times. You've done a bunch of world or U.S. tours, at least. Uh, or is that just me making this up? How many freaking tours have you done in the last twelve months alone? Uh, We've been gone for months. Yeah, man, uh, four or five. Um, for for a while, I mean, we were essentially gone from May to August. Yeah, yeah. So. we spent the first half of the year. Basically, just recording, and then after that, we were on. Yeah, the road. we did a West Coast tour, mm-hmm. and then essentially two full U.S. tours. And we did a little bit of Canada, Canada, and, then, and Europe. then Europe for a month. So this this was the our heaviest year as far as touring. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, John, you grew out a bit of a beard slash like Lemmy yeah. mustache kind of thing. You just let yeah. it go. You well, just let it go on tour. Screw it. It started in May. Usually on like a big <laughs> tour, I'll grow some sort of facial hair. Sure. Usually it's a mustache. Uh, and it started in May and I started the chops and we were on the road for so long. And I was like, well, it's good. I'll just kind of let them go and see what happens. And here we are. I've got this ridiculous mess on my face. We're both bald guys. <laughs> but, uh, we're both bald guys, but we both are, I believe, blonde hair ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can't get past the like month where it Ooh. just looks so sketchy. It's just, so brutal. It just looks like dirt. <laughs> the uh, first time track. you grew a mustache, you would die. It. That was so light. Uh, I call and it. And he's the, like, it's so embarrassing. It just looks like my lip is dirty. Like, <laughs> yeah. I call it the twenty-year-old uh, speed dealer stash. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like it just so looks scummy. Dirty. But like once Been it grows out, it, all it, it fills long. in. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, you know it got there. You yeah. Know, and now it's like full on rock. Mode, so. That's good. Yeah, so I mean, I saw a picture on uh, your Instagram, your social media uh, for Year of the Cobra of you guys playing in a cave. Is mm-hmm. this for for Prophecy Festival? Or yes. uh, yep. tell me about that. And was there any worry about playing so heavy that something was going to happen inside <laughs> that cave? Man, that was easily probably one of the coolest venues I've ever seen or even got to play in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we got there, we walked in and we just looked around like our jaws dropped. We're like, oh my just God, driving we're playing here? Yeah. The mouth of the cave. Yeah. I mean, when you just saw yeah, the we're opening both like, of the oh cave. Oh my God. We were like, what? Which country was this in? Uh, Germany. Germany. Okay. Yeah, Southwest Germany. In Balva. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they have shows there. Usually it's like Orchestral? Orca- yeah, orchestras okay. and that along those lines. Um, so it's very secure. It's not sure. like a sketchy cave. Uh, it is a legit venue, but <laughs> that's awesome. It was so beautiful, and, and, it, was and it was enormous. Packed, you know, I think there's like almost 1,700 tickets sold. Oh my God. You know, people there that day. So, uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. So, tell me about the sound there. How was the sound inside the cave? Was it was it good? Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a concern going in. We're like, okay, there's all these metal bands playing in this cave. It's probably just going to be bouncing all over the place, but. Um, they had done some sound conditioning, and they, yeah. they were pros. So, yeah, it sounded really cool. 
That's awesome. So uh, on uh, one of the last interviews I had with you two, uh, we talked a little bit about you guys played in this like remote small town and people walked for miles just to see you guys. Uh, How about these, the last, uh, the last year since I last talked to you, what are some, uh, some cool memories? Are there any uh, things that really stand out? Like maybe, uh, maybe I'm assuming that you guys were on a little bit bigger level on this way, on this, on this uh, Mm -hmm. tour, Uh, but were there any like uh, shows or bands you met or any things that really stand out? It's funny because we actually we played that city again. Nice! Yes. And we played it again because we we, we, we just yeah. said we had to play there again. Our, yeah. our booking agent turned it, it down. Yeah. You know, the that's a small town, so what they were able to offer wasn't quite what we were normally getting, but we're like, no. We no, no, will, we're definitely we will take less there. money. We're, we're going to go back and play that go town. There. Absolutely. Um, but as far as other shows... we got to uh, shout out that town. What is it? Slavonis. Slavonis in Czech Republic. Nice. Uh, the venue's... Uh, Big in Slavonis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the venue's called uh, the Baracos. Yes. It was incredible. Uh, but anyways, you were okay. saying... Um, standout shows, standout yeah. cities. Yeah. Uh, we got to play with one of our favorite bands and some of the nicest dudes ever in Amon Ra. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was just wearing their T-shirt yesterday. Yes. They are incredible, man. I saw them um, with Behemoth, I think. They came through here yeah, in the United yeah. States. So. We was, played with them in Amsterdam, right? Yeah, and it was the... And it was a converted... It was a church. Yep. Amon Ra like, in a church, huh? In this converted... Yeah. yeah. But it was... Yeah, church. it was converted years and years ago. I mean, the Stones played it back in the, in the 70s or 80s or yeah. something like that. Um that was awesome. That was beautiful. Wow. The Paris show was great. The Paris show with Monolord was so fun. Yeah. Super nice dude. Played as with well. Monolord. Yeah. yeah. That new record is so oh, awesome. It's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can't to, like, stop listening to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was a that was a huge highlight. Hell yeah. Hanging out and playing with those guys. That's cool, man. Well, well, you guys are going to have a, a, a very rad show on the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, it's the record release show at the substation. Two stages, eight bands, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Witch Ripper, Pound, Eris, Winegrow, Glass Goat, Don McCreevy's Sulfuric, and of course, Do- uh, Year of the Cobra. Now, we got to talk about Winegrow for a second, because that is a, a Winegrow or Winegrow? Uh, Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow, because yeah. Ryan the Beard showed me Wayne Grow. He played them for a beard pick on Metal Shop a few yeah. weeks back, and... They're awesome. Yeah, they're from BC and um, coming through on tour, and uh, just kind of happened to work out. Right on, right on. Um, for, so for this, is this something where people should buy tickets in advance, or is it uh, something where we buy tickets at the door? Uh, both. If you buy in advance, you save a couple bucks. Nice. Uh, Twelve advance, fourteen at the door. So um, it's both stages. So you know, I don't think it's going to sell out. So you can get tickets at the door. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we will sell out. Yeah, hopefully we will. <laughs> and uh, so if we're listening to the new record, uh, how many uh, songs from that are you going to weave into the uh, to the set list, or is that a surprise? I think it's going to be a surprise. I mean, we're, we're still kind of figuring it out right now, but I think okay. there's going to okay. be a lot of them. I think the majority of the set list is going to be the new album. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. since this, the new album is definitely a bit different, we wanted this set to be different. Yeah. Um, we might pull out some oldies that we haven't played in yeah, years and years. Yeah, we're and kind of talking about that. We haven't, we have to relearn them. <laughs> I know. That's, that's like, oh man, we've got a couple weeks to, relearn, to relearn some old songs. <laughs> um, uh, we were downstairs and uh, when you guys came in, we uh, saw our friend Matt Koch. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, he was mentioning like, I'm so stoked to see how how much you guys have grown and like, just the amount of uh, support you guys have get- been getting. It's not like it's uh, some kind of fluke thing. You guys have been busting your asses and working hard. But I got to say, it's, it's really cool because uh, just from doing Loud and Local these last four or five years, I've really seen you guys just, just really just building and building and building it's this gradual thing like every tour gets bigger and every album gets bigger um was there a moment where the both of you just had to realize like just go for it become a touring and recording machine when you decided to not just go like halfway with this was there a time where you had to reason with yourselves like this is gonna consume us (laughs) yeah there's been those conversations or was it like Um, that the whole time you know it was our first record label, uh, Steve from STB. Mm-hmm. You know, we had just put the album out, and you know, there's trepidation. It's like, oh, we've got kids, we've got these other things, and he's like, you know, if you have good opportunities, just say yes, and you'll figure it out. Yeah, and that's kind of been our mentality, a mentality mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's not easy, but no, it's a lot of work. <laughs> we make we make it happen. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Right on. Well, uh, I'm stoked for you guys. And uh, I got to ask, because Ryan the Beard, he just got back from uh, from a big tour with the number 12 Looks Like You. Uh, they brought Pound on tour with them, uh, two-piece band, band Pound as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just got back from a big nationwide tour. Uh, you guys have both have experience with uh, bands with, with you know probably a lot more members, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it easier to tour as just a two-piece? Is that um, preferable? Well, I mean, there's good and bad, you know. It's nice because it, there, there are less people to um, to argue with, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, but, if you guys are getting in an argument, you see each other. Like, oh, yeah. There ain't no one but else to talk to. We don't really ever argue. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, we get along. Fair the, enough. The, hard, fair the enough. hardest part, really, is just carrying all the gear. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just That's, the two of us. So if yep. we have, you know, stairs to go up, it's the two of us carrying every piece of equipment right. up and down those stairs. <laughs> That's that's the main drawback. You know, we've yeah, got that's it, really. a big 15-passenger van. So when we're touring in the States, it's only the two of us. So it's like each person has their own bench, which feels like your own room. Right. We have a ton <laughs> of space. Yeah. So that's that's the pro for sure. That's awesome. But yep. uh, I don't know. You know, I don't think there's any pro or con either way. I mean, you, you know, when you're in a band, you those guys end up being, you know, your best friends. Yeah. So, you know, hanging out in a small van with your best friends is not a bad thing. Hey, turns out you can hang out with your best friend all over the world. Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, no secret with you guys. You guys have a couple kids and, yeah. and shout out to the kids. Uh, what are their names? Cooper and Zeke. Cooper and Zeke. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, first off. How do they feel about the music? Are they more so just like uh, fans of like hip hop and like the like <laughs> the little kids uh, like SoundCloud rap, or are they little rockers? Our daughter likes yeah. it. She's okay. into it. She actually has her own band. Wow. Now. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's ten. 10. She she plays bass and piano, but she Holy plays crap. bass and sings in her band, and it's a three piece right now. You must be proud. Called, they yeah. have a name. They're called Kittens of Doom. Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta get them up on loud mode. <laughs> they wrote their first totally. song called "Cats in a Tank." <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> That's killer. They have oh my a god. Logo. It's really. It's great. Yeah. So dope. Um, so she's totally into it. Yeah. She's really like. She's an artist. That's you know, cool. Through mm. and through. And our son, our son's really... His, his musical tastes haven't so really good. developed yet, you know? Not de- I don't know. <laughs> or just I into mean, video games nice and stuff. that's a nice way of saying it, <laughs> yeah. but he really likes hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, he put on some music today. <laughs> he, does he teach you guys, like, the little <laughs> dances way. that he learns? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we know. We know the dances. Right <laughs> I actually even told him tonight he put on some... I don't even know what it was. I'm like, dude, you can listen to that, but in your room. (laughs) (laughs) See, at least you're kind of accepting. But In your room with the door closed with earphones on. (laughs) Do you know the name of him? I don't know what it was. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) She was just like, where did you learn this? (laughs) I'm like, who's showing you this? (laughs) Not us. (laughs) Uh, Have they come on tour with you guys? How many times have they they hit the road? And and when are we going to get them to work? Uh, Maybe uh, being the uh, roadie or the uh, merch guy. I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait. The family business. Right. Right. It's starting to increase. Now that they're older, 7 and 10, they can travel a lot easier. Yeah. They can handle the big drives. So. They get it. Yeah. The goal is. They've They've done West. Coast tours with yep. us. When we did um, Canada, they came for the last week of Canada with okay. us. Um, yeah. They played. We played a festival in um, in Canada over the summer, and our daughter was the merch girl. Yeah. Nice. It was all ages, and she killed it. Yeah, she was awesome. She was so good. You know, talk like, to everybody. You know, yeah. she's like slipping them kittens of doom down. Right. I know, right? You're the cobra's cool, but you should but, check out. This. Yeah. <laughs> here's our first demo. Check it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so you're listening to You're the Cobra. It's Metal Shop here on the Rock, and uh, they're actually going to be playing again. Uh, their record release show is Saturday, November 23rd at the Substation. Tickets are available now. Not just You're the Cobra, but it's two stages with eight bands, which Ripper, Pound, Eris, Wingro, Glasgow, Don McCreevy's, uh, Sulfuric, to be announced, uh, another band, and of course, You're the Cobra. We're going to go into a couple songs from the record. We got Ash and Dust, the title track, and then we got Divine. Uh, you guys cool with sticking around a little bit more and diving yeah. deep a little bit yeah. more into uh, the psyche of You're the Cobra? <laughs> Let's do it. All right, here's a couple songs off the new You're the Cobra, Ash and Dust on Prophecy Productions. It's Metal Shop on the Rock.
Metal Shop here on The Rock. A couple songs by Year of the Cobra. Uh, you know, I got I to gotta dissect the album a little bit more, guys. How long were you working on the record? And uh, do you, because you guys tour so much, do you work on songs when you're when you're on the road? Or is it something you have to be in at home, like in your practice space? Or how, how does that work out for you guys? You What's know, the dynamic? The, the ideas from songs, a lot of it comes from on the road, you know, but when we start actually writing the music, we, we have to be back here. Yeah. You know. Um, and since we were on the road so much the previous year, too, um, we kind of wrote it in chunks. We'd be home for yeah. a couple weeks or a month. And, and write a couple songs and then yeah. go back out and come back. And we just kept doing that. And a couple of them, man, we've been playing live for yeah. six months. Right before we even recorded it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them yeah. I didn't even have lyrics for, remember? I just kept making it up on yeah. stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> what are you going to say tonight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you should ask your daughter. She'll <laughs> have some ideas. Yeah, she'll have some lyrics. Uh, that's awesome. So, uh, okay, I, I am not a bassist. I am not even really a musician. I can tinker around on a guitar a little bit, but I know that there's going to be a lot of, of gear nerds here that want to that wanna know, Amy, what your rig is because your, your tone is incredible. Okay. It's just this, like, and especially if you buy the record on vinyl, like if you buy any of your The Cobra on vinyl, just drop it down. Maybe uh, medicate a little bit. <laughs> Listen to some Year of the Cobra. It'll be very, very heavy, and just the, the tone is awesome. So uh, for the gear and instrument nerds out there, can you dissect your tone a little bit? Like what amps and bass and pedals do you use? or What do you got? Yeah, what do you hook I, up uh, with? I play a, a Rickenbacker. It's the yeah. first bass I ever bought. It's, a, it's an 83. Hail Lemmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and I play through. I, I split the signal, so I play through two uh, Ampeg 810s, and I play through two um, Ampeg SVT heads. But one of them is an old 80s uh, amp, and the other one's kind of like I don't know, a mid 90s. Um, so it's two. Even though it's the same amp, they're two totally different tones that come out yeah. of it. So that kind of helps. And then I have just a ton of pedals that I split. So you know, a couple of distortion pedals, a couple fuzz, phaser, wah, uh, octave. Is there something, do you, have you tinkered around with that a lot to like really like uh, get that specific tone? Oh, for Would, sure. And is it always something that's constantly changing or are constantly you stuck with changing. this right now? Like this is it. No, no, it's constantly changing. It, you know, there's there's always ideas of, oh, I really want to get this sound or that sound or, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm looking for something else right now too to kind of add to it and maybe different fuzz pedals to kind of switch out. Okay. Um, but, you know, there's so many options out there, so it takes a little while to kind of figure out which ones work and then you know even if you say practice a pedal like you go to a store and you play through it but when you put it in your chain of pedals it can sound completely different you know so and it always evolves after we record a new album too yeah you know yeah and then even just going on tour like when we go to Europe you know I play through I have to play through different gear because they their electricity is um, just different oh, yeah. so it doesn't so the two Ampeg SVT heads like it just draws too much power so it, it loses ah. a lot of tone so then I have to play through different amps and then I have to completely change the pedals sure you know, do you the, rent gear when you're over there? We do. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so either of you, uh, I mean, obviously you guys uh, have a big name out there, and and uh, have you been approached to do any uh, kind of sponsorship, or you, do you guys have any specific, like maybe even just pick or strings or uh, you know drumsticks? You guys have sponsorships? Uh, yeah, I'm endorsed by Pork Pie Percussion. Oh, um, awesome. So yeah, great sounding drums, and been playing them for a long time. Yeah, and I'm so I'm, that's what you use, mm-hmm. Pork Pie. Yeah. Cool, awesome. And I'm endorsed by Labella Strings. Right on. Yeah, I've used them exclusively for 10 years. Bridge City Sound for oh, pedals. Oh, Bridge City Sound for pedals. Yeah, so I use two of their pedals right now. But I have a boost pedal that i got to put back in there. But I use their fuzz, their beard fuzz. And then they made a Year of the Cobra distortion pedal. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it's so <laughs> rad. <laughs> did, did you get, like, did they, like, uh, have you, like, really dissect, like, how to, like, uh decide like what it would sound like or did yeah. they just kind of figure out like she would like this or no no we you had some input yeah yeah i had some input you know there was an, another pedal that i had used that i really liked so we kind of played around with that idea oh, cool. and, like what they did and you know you know messed around with it a little bit so it's wow cool. yeah, he etched you know yeah, our, pretty awesome. our logo on it and stuff yeah. wow that's cool uh, where do people find that is it uh, still available Br- bridge city sound yeah if you can contact him yeah it's, His a name port- is Caleb. it's in portland it's out of portland yeah that's pretty really easy cool. to find yeah Wow. <laughs> so speaking of like these, uh, you know, kind of endorsements, but also like these relationships you've uh, you've 
forged uh, through, you know, being a, a freaking touring machine, a mammoth in the world of metal. Uh, tell us a bit of, about hooking up with Prophecy Productions. And uh, this is your first full length on the label, I, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, how did this relationship come about? It's kind of a cool story. Um, we played Psycho Las Vegas in 2017. Yeah. Uh, the owner of the label, Martin, was there. And uh, he was still living in Germany at the time. Okay. And he flew Hence out. why he would have the Cave yep. Festival. Yes. Um, so he flew out to Psycho, and he, you know, his whole goal was to see every single band uh, that wow. played over those three days. That's awesome. Um, and he was a, already had plans of opening offices of Prophecy in L.A., so he wanted to build the label and sign some American bands. Hell yeah. So he came and saw our set, and he only was going to stay for three songs, and he stayed for the entire set. And was just super excited about us. And later he told us, he's like, you're the only band that I saw the entire set. He's like, everything, everybody else, I saw two or three songs and I'd move on. Yep. So. You, you got him. Yeah. It was, <laughs> he probably, he didn't reach out right away. It was probably a couple months after yeah. that. We got an email and we're like, oh, interesting. Prophecy right. is hitting us up. So. Yeah. Start of the conversation, and yeah, and it's it's interesting because it's so different than any other label that. Um, I mean, they they've done a lot of really cool stuff, Zaster and yeah. Alsace, some yeah. like black metal and yeah. like right. some really gnarly. And that's what we liked about it was that it was the, the, the music that they you know released was different than um, all of the other labels that we've mm-hmm. worked with, and sure. I thought it was kind of, you know we both thought it was really cool to kind of just open ourselves up to a completely different group of people. Sure, you yeah. Know? Like when we played Prophecy Fest, nobody knew who we were. But we, mm-hmm. I mean, every show after Prophecy Fest, and the Prophecy Fest show was probably the third show or fourth show that we played on this whole tour. <clears throat> every other show, people came and they said, I saw you at Prophecy. I had to come back and see you again. There you go. Yeah. I'd never heard of you before because our music's so different from, you know, any right. of the bands that are on Prophecy. So, you know, it. It's exactly what we were looking for. Yeah, and it might might not be like a streamlined sound of of a prophecy, but at yeah. least they can probably trust that it'll be something good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I mean, they've been a label for twenty five years, yeah. so the reach in Europe is massive, and that was kind of an, another main appeal because right. uh, yeah. we do so well in Europe. So it just kind of made sense. And yeah. After talking with them, and uh, you know, they're all good people, and yeah, it's been been awesome so far. Sweet. So, uh, you know, I got to go back a little bit. You know, I, I, I was curious. We were talking about, uh, okay, what was your daughter's band name again? Uh, Kittens of Doom. Kittens of Doom. Yes. So uh, going back to your early days, uh, both both John and Amy, what were your first bands? What were their names? Can we can we do a little YouTube research if we <laughs> on on our own? What are, what are the names of your bands? And, and uh, you know, what were your uh, first bands? My very first band, I was 15 years old. Yeah. Uh, and we were called Chaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, That's awesome. Um, just punk rock. Like, yeah. you know, we both kind of grew up in the punk rock community. And, totally. Um, was playing in punk rock bands forever. Um, was that in Washington or? Uh, Santa Cruz, California. Okay, sweet. Yep. Which had a thriving punk rock scene at the time. And, you know, I feel extremely fortunate to grow up and see that kind of DIY ethic and be able to see bands that I respected, you know, almost every weekend and, yeah. you know, got to know them and play shows with them later. So it was super nurturing and um, exciting time to kind of grow up as a young punk rock surfer kid in Santa Shout Cruz. out Shaw from <laughs> yeah. Santa Cruz. How long, how long was the, that band around? Oh, not long, probably six months. And oh, okay. then okay. <laughs> uh, then I started a band called Three Left Standing, and they we oh, actually kind of yeah. toured a little That's bit. That's a good so, name. Yeah. Sounds hardcore. <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> Let's get the three left standing Cha split LP out on Prophecy <laughs> Productions 2019, 2020. Amy, what about you? Um, First band. I don't even remember. I played, let's see. I played in a band. Well, it's not my first band, but it was kind of like the the main band that I did before this one. It was called a uh, HDR. It's we're from we were in LA. It's a three piece, just a stoner rock band. Well, what did it stand for? <laughs> it really didn't stand for anything. Okay. We just the band started as a joke. We're like, okay, it'll be really funny if we played stoner music and talked about big trucks and machines. Yeah, and, you know, like fast cars, whatever. Oh, you yeah. know, just just being completely like off the rails, ridiculous about it. But you know, we were together for like ten years, and wow. we did some tours, and yeah, you know, played a lot of stuff, and it was you know our we got, our music was on MTV and holy crap, jackass movies and stuff. Really? So, yeah, it was it was really cool. So holy that crap. was kind of the main thing that I yeah. did. Uh, Amy played in that band Warp Tour. 2000... Yeah, we did Warp Tour. Two... Oh. No, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. She was yeah. eight months pregnant. 
Yeah, Good with job. our daughter. <laughs> oh my god, that was crazy. That's had to, insane. Had to hold the bass to the Sideways. side. <laughs> I had to, my friend had to come in and plug in my pedals for me because I couldn't bend over. That's <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> Sweating out there on yeah. warp tour. It was with so the... hot. <laughs> Holy crap, that's epic. Yeah. I want to get a photo of that. Yeah. Is there any I've photos? Got, of I've got, oh, there, yeah. there are photos. photos. It is. It's. It is actually online. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. So you said that was Los Angeles. Yeah. So that's where you met down in that scene. That's yep. right. Awesome. Yeah, I was playing in that band. He was playing in another band. What, got, what was the got, other band? Uh, at that time, Jesse Deluxe. yeah, Jesse Deluxe was a, like a female fronted kind of Queens of the Stone Agey, Eagles cool. of Death Metal style band. Right on. So, yeah, we, we met on Halloween night. Yeah, Halloween. Was it a show? It was, it was a show. Absolutely, we both for an HDR show. show. Yep. Yep. And your band too. Yep. Yep. You played together. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, wow. we played many shows together. Rock and roll love story. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> That's amazing. He even filled in for us for on drums. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah for like, like a year. A, for, yeah. See, the, I'm learning all this too. This this is really cool. I'm gonna actually go home and, and YouTube these bands. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to find some chaw. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. Well, we played like two shows. One was like a skateboard demo, and another was like a house party. So okay. Um, no recordings out there. No. Three left standing. You might find some stuff. Okay. No ska bands. No ska bands. Where you guys were in South Cal ska punk. No. no. Okay. No. No. No ska past. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> was there, okay, so like growing up, you guys both grew up in the like Southern California area. Or there, was there a light bulb moment for either of you that like you can remember and you can really recall like you saw a music video, your, your, your brother brought in a CD or something. Like what was that light bulb moment that said, hey, I want to pick up an instrument? Oh, I've been playing music my whole life. I started playing piano when I was four. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I always loved it. I knew that that's what I, I, I honestly, growing up, I wanted to be a classical piano pianist and um, a composer and a conductor. That was, I wanted Holy to go crap. to Juilliard and that's what I wanted to study. And I kind of <laughs> went the opposite direction. Did you go to school for music? <laughs> I, I did study music in school, yeah, yeah but I studied jazz. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I always knew I wanted to play sure. music. It okay. was, you know, classical music is still kind of my favorite, something that, you know, I will always play for myself yeah. for the rest of my life. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. You got the chops. Yeah. <laughs> Not just one of us uh, reckless rock and rollers. You're really <laughs> classically trained. What about you, John? Uh, you know, my stepbrother was a drummer. So oh, okay. he, uh, he didn't live with us full time, but he always brought over his practice pad. So. You know, I'd play around on that, and he had this really vast CD collection. You know, that's everyone had CDs at that time. Of course. So, you had the big binder. Yeah, and so I would just listen to, like, his CDs and stuff, but it wasn't really until, you know, I got hooked and started going to punk rock shows at, like, you know, 14, 15 years old where yeah. I'll never forget the first punk rock show I went to. Like, I just stood there and was like, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> this is the coolest thing. Do you remember I've the ever... bands? Or was it like a, just a local? It was of... all local bands. Yeah. Mock from but, Santa Cruz. They're uh, still were, like. This is in Santa Cruz? Yeah. yeah. Uh, was one of my favorite bands for many, many years. But I just remember standing there and just, I think I even pointed. I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, it was, I'll never forget it. Just, That's so cool. Just laser beam focus on what they were doing and like well, how they were playing and what they were playing. So, yeah. So growing up, uh, we we are we are bald now, but yes. we both had hair. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. At a time, For what was your hairstyle? Were you a mohawk, spike guy, long hair, mullet? What what were you? Uh, I had a little of everything. Uh, growing up in Santa Cruz is punk rock surfer town, so yeah. uh, there's a time. Hair. Yeah, bleached hair. It was long for a bit. Didn't you dye it black? I, I dyed it black. My mom got pissed. And uh, See, that's why we're bald is because we did all this crap yeah. to our hair. But the best part, though, is uh, she, you know, she's mad that I dyed it black. She's like, all right, you need to bleach it, you know, back blonde. And that had grown out like an inch by then. Yeah. So it was awesome. The dips were black, but the roots were like bleach blonde again. So and punk. she was just like even more mad. And I was like, oh, this is the best hair ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I actually asked that one time we interviewed uh Kirk from Crowbar, and oh, we right. were like, we were like, so did you ever have long hair? He's like, bro, of course I did. We all had long hair. And he's like, and then I kept it growing when I shouldn't have. Right? <laughs> like, that's awesome. The skullet, yeah. uh, the Hulk Hogan. Uh, what about you, Amy? What was the first concert you ever saw? Uh, the first, the first, I guess the first big concert I ever saw was In Excess. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, but the first punk rock show I saw was The Mummies. Oh, cool. That, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't Whoa. know that I was going to, I mean, I came it's home like covered It's like an iconic in, band. Yeah, covered in mustard and flour. <laughs> 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 and I snuck out of the house. I was like, 
<laughs> what am I oh, it's all good. What am I gonna do? <laughs> That's amazing. Where, it was, did you know about the mummies, or like who brought you? It was just I just went with friends. We, I went to you know in Berkeley. There's a um, uh, a pretty you know legendary punk rock club called Gilman. It's all yeah. ages and it's volunteer run. It's still around. Yeah, still have a lot of great punk rock shows there, and you know that's where we went every weekend. You know. Oh, so you must have some really cool stories about oh, like the old like uh, punk and hardcore scenes in, in the Gilman. What oh, are what are best. some other bands that you can recall? Did you ever see like uh, Green Day? Oh yeah yeah. I saw Green Day. I wasn't really into Green Day back in the time. But I like Rancid? Yeah, heavier stuff. Oh, okay, but, okay, cool. But um, yeah, just a lot of really great bands there. Yeah, that time I mean, in the Bay Area was, was so incredible. Fun. You know, just a just ton of people. All these bands who you know, a lot of them are big now. I mean, Neurosis right. used to play. Oh Gilman yeah, all the time I saw too, Neurosis. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, back there at totally. Gilman. Yeah. And then we see them, you know, with um, Amon Ra. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so it was a. I feel very fortunate to grow up in the Bay Area at that time, and I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm curious though, what, what the scene would be like now. You know, I mean, it's still uh, going. I, I just right. don't know. Can you, people even afford to live in the Bay Area anymore? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have like a million dollar no like, job. Right. Totally. No, that's true. Oh, I don't know, but uh, okay. So, what were uh, what were your first favorite bands? Like like the CDs that like really stood out to you. Like uh, I know the first concerts you saw, but what were like the ones that like you know, you were like knew all the words too, and and uh, really, uh, y- y- your first favorite bands. Yeah, I mean, for me, really, the first one I loved was Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> and um, and the Cure. I've always loved the Cure. They're one of my favorite bands. Hell yeah. Ever. Uh, for me, you know, it was it was bands in my community. Um, some of them went on to tour a lot. Um, some of them didn't. Um, Bands like Theory 66, okay. uh, Good yeah. Riddance. Yes, well, they just uh, played uh, El Corazon yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Blast. Um, that's what I was into. And, you know, I would still just like read all their lyric sheets and just stare at the CD covers. And That's the so, best, right? Yeah. There's a book uh, that I read, I think, about that punk rock community called Dharma Punks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you know those people? Uh, Joe from Fury 66 is a big part of Dharma Punks, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the reason uh, I brought that up is because I remember the the they were at a blast concert. Yeah, in the in the book. So uh, interesting. So shout out Dharma punks. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's a uh, so you guys uh, obviously out there putting your band out, uh, just like waving the flag in Northwest rock and doom and stoner rock and just like killing it all around the world. What's a piece of advice for people you? Uh, looking to take the next step and maybe tour overseas or just do a big national tour or maybe just do a little West Coast jaunt? What's a piece of advice you'd give people? Uh, be deliberate. Don't jump on everything that's offered to you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> take, I, yeah, take, take the time and have a good recording out, you know? Right. I mean, just remember, you know, this is as, as, as fun as it is, it's actually, it's a business, yeah. you know, and totally. you really have to think about it that way. You have to think, you know, really level-headedly and make very deliberate decisions, you know? It's not just, oh, we're going to go out and have fun. We're actually working. <laughs> right. You know, it's a lot of work. It's not easy. So you have to, you know, and, and just, you know. It's not the music friendship. It's a music business. It's business, yeah. <laughs> you know, is. like going out on tour and or recording an album, there's, you know, hours and hours and hours of work that you put into it to and just get there. You got to be professional, right? Yes. Especially, you know, there's so many bands out there. If you're that band that shows up late, you're that band that plays over your set time or yeah. you're, you know, you're kind of an a-hole, yeah. that doesn't get you very far. No, I was going to say know. probably the most important thing, too, is just to be nice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, just be nice. Everybody's trying to help you, you yes, know? Be right. nice. And you can kind of tell when people are uh, maybe just being nice to you because they see you as their next, you know, the next step up. You would, like, just right. be, uh, and, and is it, is it? Genuine. Just be genuine. Just be a yes. nice to be nice. Right. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and, like, be I don't know. When you're talking to people, uh, don't just wait until the next time you can talk. Listen to people. Yeah. Right. Make like honest, actual like totally connections. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm just speaking yeah, up. But as, it's true. As Be as, real. You know. It's, yep. Because yeah. people see right through that. Yeah. You right. know. Um, at least we do. <laughs> you know. But yeah. Yeah. Be genuine. Be nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Be I mean, luckily on tour, I feel like we haven't met very many mean people. You know, the majority of everybody that we've met are just so nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're great. Great, great people. So uh, 
what's uh after this show on the 23rd which uh, again i will plug the uh, 23rd it's two stages eight bands more bang for your buck <laughs> saturday 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 year of the cobra witch ripper pound eris white wangro glasgow don mccreevy's sulfuric and a band to be announced at the substation saturday november 23rd the ash and dust record release party you guys will have vinyl and cds for sale oh, that's yeah. right uh, and all kinds of merch and all kinds of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, what uh, what's next uh, for uh, 2020? The decade is about to be over. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Guys, this is the, the next decade is the decade of Year of the Cobra. Let's oh. own this <laughs> shit. <laughs> what's uh what's up for you guys uh i mean you know obviously the record's new are you guys going to be doing lots of touring on it yeah well we uh we hit the road in february we're going to do the west coast um which we actually haven't done in a long time so yeah. we'll go all the way down to san diego and probably loop back through phoenix and las vegas and that that little loop um we've got some festivals lining up um so we'll have tours around those as well yeah um so yeah more shows more smiles, more fun. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> more music. Yep. Uh, okay, so, so since we are here in the Northwest uh, and we are in the Seattle area, obviously you didn't grow up here, but you are, you know, just, what an incredible scene you guys have, uh, you know, uh, been nurtured here by. What's your favorite yeah. Northwest bands of all time? Uh, for me, definitely probably would be Zeke. Um, yeah. I love that band. Um, have for a very long time. I mean, it's pretty obvious with your, yeah. your uh, kid's name, right? I know. We used right. to rehearse next to them. Yeah. That's that amazing. That's awesome. a, that is a band that just, uh, they are insane. Uh, like, they, their music is so, like, it, it sounds insanely, like, uh, fast and everything, but it's so tight. It's yeah, so it's tight. They're so such, tight. it's like a freaking metronome how crazy it, it is. It's, yeah, it's funny you say that because. Jack and Dino's done, you know, their last few records, and yeah. he even says that. Uh, he's like, you know, Mark's ear is incredible. He'll hear something and be like, hey, go back. There's something wrong there. Jack's like, no, there's not. And he's like, sure enough, I'll look on the grid at Pro Tools. I'll expand it out and be like, oh, my God, it's like a millisecond A blip. Off. You know, how yeah. do you hear that? That's amazing. So, yeah. And how those guys play a set that long, that fast, and that yeah. intense is remarkable. Remarkable. <laughs> You guys are just like, let's slow it down a bit. Totally. We're like, only with it. We're getting old, man. Right? <laughs> just lay with this groove for a while, man. How about you, Amy? What are your favorite Northwest bands? You know, I mean, we always play with the, the ones that we love the most, truly. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the bands that we're playing with on this show is going to be awesome. You know, Ares is one of our favorites. Oh, yes. You yeah. know, which Ripper, we actually just ran into Brian um, two nights ago by accident. That's awesome. You know, and hung out all night long. Killer. So, <laughs> yeah. Was it at his restaurant? No. No, it was in West Seattle by our house. We oh, cool. just happened to go out to grab a quick beer and Brian cruised in with his girlfriend and... Let's hang! Yep, yeah. Exactly. It was great. Cool. Right you on. Know. That's the cool thing is like uh, is we can obviously look back at like some of the most like iconic bands like Soundgarden, Nirvana, or like uh, Alice in Chains and be like, hey, that's my favorite Northwest band of all time. But like at the same time, what's most important is the bands that are killing it now that you can yes. still go see yeah. for fifteen dollars, ten dollars, or even just uh, you know check out a you know pick up their CD at Easy Street Records right. and and support the thing that's still vibrant and active and bands that you can hear yeah. every week on Loud and Local Cheap Plug. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, they're out there. They're working hard. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yep. I like that. So uh, this is a question. It's a uh, trademark here of Metal Shop. So if you try to use this question in any other interviews, people that are listening, we're, we know where you live. <laughs> trademark Metal Shop. What is a pick a scar on your body and tell us a story of how you got it? <laughs> I have a scar actually on my eye. Oh my god! You probably can't see it, but I got it because I was jumping on my bed or my mom's bed when I was, I was really young. You and were I not fell. supposed to be doing that, no, Amy. And, she, and I fell on her diamond ring. Oh! And it, and it I mean, like, missed my eyeball. Whew. By I mean, just I mean, it's literally right like next to my Damn. eye. Damn. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's my scar. <laughs> did you know that, John? I did. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say that'd be funny if you didn't. Know. <laughs> Damn, it's a surprise that you don't. You're not eye patch, uh, eye patch, right? Amy. Right. Now. Very, very close. Wow. And how about you, John? What's the scar? Uh, I've got a pretty decent scar scar on my belly. Um, uh, when I was younger, my dad passed away, um, and we uh, got rid of his ashes on top of Mount Shasta. Wow. Um, it was me, and my brothers, and his best friend, and. 
you know, even during the summer, there's snow on Mount Shasta. So yeah. we're coming down and we had our pick, pick, pick axes. We're sliding on our butts using the pickaxe as a brake. And I hit a bump and it flipped me up and it stabbed me in the stomach. Oh my God. At like 10,000 feet up. Um, Bleeding out. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget the look on my brother's face on, on his face when he came over and looked at it. Like he just went white. And I'm like, oh boy, this is probably not good. <laughs> And he immediately started ripping his shirt to tie it around my waist. I was like, oh, this is, it really isn't good. Uh, long story short, you know, obviously I got down fine and got to the emergency room. Yeah. Um, and now I view it as this kind of cool, almost tattoo-like, you know, tribute to my dad. So Totally. Yeah. Wow. Battled a mountain for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you battled, uh, battled a, a bed uh, yeah. jumping for, for yours. Year of the Cobra <laughs> is in studio. Their new album is called Ash and Dust. And uh, it's, it's available now. But if you yeah. want to stream it, if you want to check it out, you can purchase it. Uh, Prophecy Re- uh, Recordings. Is there, uh, is there anyone you want to shout out or thank uh, before we, we close the book here on this uh, final round of interviews before the uh, big show? Uh, thank you guys, Metal Shop, and yeah. you and Ian and The Beard, uh, for always supporting local music and helping us out. Yeah. Um, Prophecy, um, our booking agencies, I guess. Yes. Tone Deaf and uh, Swamp Booking, um, they do a lot of work for us. So. Yeah, and Josh at the company, who, who does yep. all of our designs for us. Yep. <clears throat> um, and, the, and the coolest up-and-coming local band, Cat, what was it? Kitty? Oh, Kitten, oh. <laughs> Kittens of Doom. Right. Kittens of Doom. <laughs> That's right. And the, uh, yes. Look out for their new single, Cats in a Tank. Uh, Like I said, the uh, record release show is two stages and eight bands, and tickets are available now. It's at the substation Saturday, November 23rd, Year of the Cobra, Witch Ripper, Pound, Eris, Wayne Grow, Glassgoat, Don McCreevy, Sulfuric, and and more to be announced. Let's let's end on a on a uh, another song. What's another song you can just throw out there that we should play on the record? How about the first one? It's about oh, yeah. it's, it's a song about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way cooler story. Yeah. <laughs> the Battle of White Mountain. Or what is it? <laughs> it took, yes. <laughs> it took days to figure out. <laughs> Amazing. All right. It's Year of the Cobra. New music. It'll catch you at the record release show. It's Metal Shop on the Rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.